Forgotten Flicks, episode 55, Secret Admirer, from apparently our favorite year, 1985. Uh, one more thing, little boy. Oh, God. You get her pregnant, I'll blow your dick off. Daddy! <sighs> I want to die. Hello, hello. Jason. <laughs> Jason, are you still there? Good evening, my friend. That yes, was I that am. was my Valentine's Hello. Day treat to you. I w- I was doing my best balladeer impression. And I was directing that at you because, of course, oh, we are re- we are recording this the day before Valentine's Day, and it's actually going to go out the day after Valentine's Day, which means, which means, Jason, we're not, we're no longer caught in that temporal vortex flux capacitor thing anymore. <laughs> yeah, but this is screwing with me because I'm not all ready for this. We're going live and we're putting it out in two days. I want like a week to... Let it simmer. Says the jackhole who doesn't have to get the post ready and edit the whole god darn thing. Oh, god darn. You know what? We already did the explicit tag. The whole god damn <laughs> thing. Happy Kevin Spencer. <laughs> you, you, you cursed. <laughs> I know I did, yes. So apparently the gloves are off. Not only are we going to try and put this show out a little more frequently, I might occasionally have a potty mouth. I apologize. In advance, Mom, if you hear this, which you never will because okay, you can don't I, really can like I, me. Can what? I drop one real quick? Do it. Can I drop on real quick? Ready? Oh. I love this monkey fighting show. Um, allowed? Yeah, that monkey like fighting monkey fighting is excellent. <laughs> Ouch. Yes. So I'm cor- gonna have to learn. Yes, yes, you really are, Jason. I will have to teach you the great the ways of the curse, the ways of the cussing, the ways of the profanity. Please teach me pirate talk. I will. <laughs> I will. Yes. So anyway, we are talking about Secret Admirer from 1985, that comedy classic, that Kelly Preston's nipples, teen movie, Kelly Preston's nipples, <laughs> that is really memorable for just a handful of things, um, not the least of which is um, <laughs> Kelly Preston's nipples. See Thomas Howell's performance, uh, surprisingly large tatas, and you know, Lori Laughlin was dynamic in her performance, Kelly Preston's boobs. And I just, <laughs> yeah, tits. What? It's deep, man. What? It's deep. It yeah, is. I'm sorry. Was I, what? No, you're good. Okay, I, I sorry. Think, I think you're hitting on the it, main. I felt, I I felt like for a second beats. there, my 14-year-old, my inner 14-year-old uh, was going through puberty. No, no, it's your outer 14-year-old. Okay, his balls no, it's your dropped. your outer 14-year-old. Yes, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we are because who better to present Valentine's Day? Who better to talk about romance and love and sex than the two Kelly of us? Preston's boobs? <laughs> oh, us. Well, which I guess yeah, that actually fits. Kelly Preston's boobs and us. Yeah. Uh huh. That fits tightly together, nicely together. Whoa! I might add what? Too. Oh. What? 
But we I will mean, have to, we the will, concept. As, as, as we progress through this, of course, if we ever get to the point of the movie, I do believe that we will at some point have to address the paradox of Lori Laughlin or Kelly Preston. Oh, I think that's the crux of what we're going to have to address. Yeah. Pretty much the entire show. Okay, so what yeah. we're basically saying is, uh, Maggie and Gail, you might hate this show, so you guys might want to just... <laughs> no. I'm dying. No, I this kid. is romance. I kid. Oh, we will totally, we'll talk about C. Thomas Howell's abs. Will that make you happy? Yes. Yeah. And his pecs, because he shows those off a lot in this movie, And too. apparently his John Holmesian schlong, because he was having a really hard time there a couple points with... <laughs> <laughs> Somewhat. Somewhat. Like that? Holmesian. Um... That... That's going to be my... <laughs> it was very Holmesian. <laughs> it dangled between his knees. Better than saying he was Lukefied. <laughs> Lukefied. I don't get that. Is there is there a joke there? <laughs> uh, Harry Short, Lucas. Oh, just, oh, that was... wow. That was a stretch, dude. <laughs> Do we really want to go down the Lucas Road? After our conversation no, not today. today, do we really? Because this Soon. whole show, yes, okay. Soon we will, but not not yet. Okay, Jay. So, would you like to just go ahead and jump right into our secret admirer talk? Yes, I would love to hear the trailer uh, and see if we actually get some of those great cutscenes um, <laughs> or audio clips <laughs> that uh, Tom the fanboy pointed out in his feedback call. That uh, some, I'd say, classic dialogue. Yes, indeed, indeed. Let's play it now. If you can't put your feelings into words, put them in a letter. Listen to this. I don't know how to tell you what I want to tell you. I'll never find the nerve to give you this letter anyway. But I just love you more than words can say. I'm in love. I long to have your arms around me and feel your body against mine. Oh, radical. But be careful where you put the letter. Take your hands off my daughter, Fruit Lips. Oh, it's the mailman. My mother's in there crying. I hope you're happy. I really like it. Michael, she loved it, okay? She looked great. My son's in the next car. He's with my daughter. Well, what do you want me to do? Do it right. Oh, she loved it, Wolf. Well, what about you? Me? Oh, I have no standards. I mean, I didn't go out with you. It wasn't good. It was great. You and me, him and her all together at the same house at the same time. Uh, one more thing, little boy. Oh, God. You get her pregnant, I'll play it. No sacrifice. No reward. Secret admirer. Well, what do you want me to do? Do it right. X, X, X. O, O, O. X, X. You gotta write her another one? This summer, learn how to do it right. See Secret Admirer. Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. But, but JB, we had you started talking. I just said Kelly Preston's boobs. Was that a spoiler alert? I guess really it kind of was because it, it, the movie this plays. This summer, learn how to do it right. Yeah. <laughs> Be careful what you do with that letter and where you put it. Bend over and I'll show you. Dad, why, why does this letter smell like your ass? 
How do you know how my ass smells, son? <laughs> you know, though, as as so many of the trailers are in uh, that we cover, it was misleading. A little I, bit. I, I don't think. <laughs> a little bit. A little so, bit. there was some spoilers to JV's, you know, to, 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 to JV's defense, but eh. So, so Jason, you think they would be? Uh, do you want to um, maybe throw out a quick little synopsis? Yeah, this is a pretty simple one. Um, really? This, yeah, it's incredibly complicated, and I started to take notes on how I was going to do the synopsis, and yes. I thought, you know, it's it would take me an hour to actually. I would have to narrate the story to kind of bring you along. It's really this simple. It's the story. <laughs> I always say that. That's always a bad thing. Uh-huh. It's the story of Michael. It's all about him, 16-year-old boy in love with the buxom blonde who only dates college guys. Steve. Best friend is Tony. Yes, Tony. <laughs> well, his best friend is Tony. With an I. The, yeah, which, you know. All right, we'll get into that later. Um, who is played by Lori Laughlin, who is his best buddy, like a brother. She writes him, oops. Spoiler. What, what, wait a minute. We'll you out. don't know that till like the end of the movie. There's no way you saw that coming. <laughs> uh, someone writes Michael a love letter at the last day of school. Yes. The rest of the movie is pretty much about the Kelly Preston's boobs <laughs> <laughs> and the way she eats ice cream. Dear it's God, a- what was that? <laughs> we'll get into that later. Go ahead. That was like the most like. It's like, is she do what? Oh, dear God. <laughs> you know what sound effect I need to really kind of drive home certain points? Yeah. Boing. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because like a spring, like a loading spring. What were you yes, thinking? Yes, because your yeah. mind, the spring of your mind. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. So the rest of the movie is pretty much the shenanigans of figuring out who the letter came from, and then all of these other people in the movie, primarily the parents of uh, Debbie, yes. Kelly, played by Kelly Preston, um, and the parents of Michael, thinking that the letter came from each of their crossed uh, husband, wives, and all these people getting confused on who it was. So the rest of the movie gets entangled figuring that out, and the climax, of course, is the untangling of that and all the funny things that happen when that gets untangled. So Yes, indeed. And in the middle, I think it was at um, one hour, 13 minutes. That what? Kelly Preston boobs. So. You actually, wow. See, I, I'm kind of joking. <laughs> I you, swear I just made that up. I'm, I, I have no idea. <laughs> I was going to say, there's no way that's right because it was earlier than that. Hold on, let me. T- no, it was at 38 minutes and 42 seconds. Yeah, I have no idea. <laughs> no, wow. <laughs> I, lo- I love that two almost 40 year old men are going on and on about <laughs> Kelly Preston's boobs. Yeah, well. Yeah, okay, so let's. That was let- actually, we'll get to that in a moment. I, I, uh, but we will get to that because I think that is an important element in this, not beyond the. <laughs> Beyond the-, Beyond the superficiality of it and the fact that we're coming across as a couple of chauvinist assholes. Yeah, other than yes. that, totally no, important is, to the plot of the movie. In it. Yeah, there, there is. I think it does something to the movie, and I do want to talk about that in a semi-serious way. Um, there, there is something that that element does to the movie that I think throws it off, but we'll get there. So, Yes, we will indeed, Jason. And I would also like to say, uh, or actually rather ask you, had you seen this movie before? I didn't remember it going in. I mean, I've I've heard, you know, the story is very, very common. 
Um, and I didn't remember if I'd seen it or not. But going back and watching it, I know I have seen this movie, mm-hmm. but it just didn't stand out. But certain scenes I know I've watched, and I'm pretty sure I've sat through this whole thing, but it's been so long that I don't actually remember the thing in its entirety. Well, and I will take um, full responsibility because I'm the one that put on the schedule because this is one of those movies that I saw on HBO when I was a teenager, appropriately mm-hmm. enough, young teenager. Mm-hmm. And much like my experience with Kelly Maroney in her underwear, <laughs> the uh, there were certain things in this movie. Although, you know what's funny? Even now and looking back then, got to be honest with you, though, I find Lori Laughlin to be far sexier. <clears throat> That's actually a point I'd like to talk about. Yeah, because Kelly Preston, I think, is an extremely attractive woman. I just, yeah, I don't know. The Laughlin's got it going on. Maybe it's the full house thing. I'm just kidding. I hated that show. No, I didn't like the show. And and her character in that was me. You You didn't like it, but just you know her character in that. Really? Um, Well, it depends. When you get into season three. Did you like those two little monkey babies that they had on there that they'd switch out? What were those little monkeys? What? That's Mary Kate and Ashley. Did you say you do the, now? That's kind of creepy. But, <laughs> I said I know who they are. Oh, now. <laughs> oh they said I do now. Oh yeah, I like to take those two little swizzle sticks <laughs> and Ew. stir my drink. Ew. They looked like little, little like like primates, didn't they? The didn't no, they? They were cute little girls, they like, no, dude. Oh, they were honey. shaved monkeys. Look, no. look. Everybody knows that's what was going on there. They Wait, got a no, you mean shaved monkeys now. No, they were shaved. Look at the, dude. Look at their ears. They were friggin' primates. And I'm telling you, they shaved them and they trained them to not go. No way. I think they, they were fleeing poo at Uncle Jesse. Yeah, they did that in the show too. St- Stamos actually had that in his contract. No, no poo flipping <laughs> from the monkey baby. Yeah, but I never because uh, I've seen uh, I've seen. That show, I've seen Full House. I watched it. Um, I didn't watch it when it was on first run. I just remember having seen episodes of it here and there, uh, mainly like it was reruns in the afternoon. But probably about three years ago or so, four years ago, one of my daughters <laughs> was that right before it up on Netflix. I was, I was gonna say, was that right before your Namble meeting? <laughs> no, no, <laughs> they picked up on Netflix and kind of got into it and started watching the whole thing over again. So I've watched it uh, a little more recently. But that's that... why you're in such a pissy mood. Oh, what? Yeah, no, that's because. Twilight is also playing now, so <laughs> no. Um, I never. I mean, I mean, she was, she was, she was a fine-looking woman in that um, show. Uh, we are talking about Lori Laughlin and not the Olsen kid, right? We are talking about Lori Laughlin, <sighs> okay. but for some reason, it never. She never like clicked to me as a hottie in that show. I mean, she was always, you know, Jesse's wife and the mom of the twins and all that stuff. So she always seemed more like a mom figure in that. In this. Throughout the entire thing, without a doubt, I would have to agree. I found Lori Laughlin much better. She's sexier. We've had yes. this conversation before. There could be a difference. Yes. And, and yes. I think, and I think I she's still beautiful. Like It's not like she's only got the sex appeal thing going. She's definitely beautiful. No, no. And she sports the 80s hair better than most, I think. Yes. And I think, well, and this is probably retrospect, but I think her hair looked better. Than uh, than uh, Kelly Preston, but they did Kelly Preston's more preppy and what it was at the time period and all. Mm-hmm. I can understand that. But the other thing that I thought too, this is where it kind of jumped out at me because we've talked about this in some of the movies we've done in the past where it feels a little unrealistic for teen years. Yeah, um, I, I I was a teen boy. You were. Gonna, I was actually. Um, it was it was, was it, now now because we just real quick refresh my memory. 
you graduate. It was before Nick. I mean, uh, excuse me, JFK's assassination. That was <laughs> Not your. That, long so, ago. that was a, that was your sophomore year. or Your senior year. <laughs> um, but oh, so long ago. I was a teenage boy, and I've got to tell you, and I dare you or any male listening. Think when you were a 16-year-old boy, if you had a friend that looked like Lori Laughlin and so swam with you in your pool in a bikini, you would completely ignore her and be thinking about Kelly Preston. <sighs> no. <laughs> Chances are, as a teenage boy, I would have been trying to do things to both of them. <laughs> but, but, lacking, but, but lacking the sack re- requisite for accomplishing said task... It probably would have involved a lot of me alone in a bathroom and <laughs> awkward, uncomfortable, hunched over positions. Yeah, making, you'd actually be doing nothing. Yeah, yeah, making creepy phone calls. You know, that kind of thing. But, you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, I think this sets itself out a little bit differently because 3 o'clock high, at least in that one, we talked about this. Also with Casey Jamasco. I know, which really, and we'll get to the, yeah, you know what, I'm going to bring it up right You now. keep saying that. We'll get to that. No, no, you know I'm going to get to it now. I'm going to get to it now. We're going to rename this the D. Wallace, Casey Samasco. Fred Ward. Um, Fred Ward. Well, we haven't done a lot of his, but. Um, and, you know, Mary Ellen Trainer. Yeah. I mean, th- we, there's a couple of people that we have pretty much repeatedly had on. Corey, Courtney Gaines yep. had a couple of. And um, so, yeah, we, we got to do this. But no. In three o'clock high, when when Casey Chamasco was uh, going uh, same type of thing, going after the the hottie, and he had his friend. She at least I felt like was more of the buddy buddy type. Yeah, and could pull off that. Okay, maybe I can understand he didn't you know see her at, you know as a uh, a beautiful you know girl or beautiful girl of his age, but Lori Laughlin. And, I mean, or, or how about well? We noticed this yeah. pattern, of course, because in Teen Wolf, you had Boof, oh yes, yes, and the blonde chick in that. But, See, it, but I think at three o'clock high and, and Teen Wolf, they went out of their way to make those female buddies a little more masculine, at least from the way they dressed. They were always in pants. They, uh, you know, short haircuts and. Um, but dude, at one point, Laura Laughlin walks in in a fedora. No, but yeah, and but she, slacks. Yeah, but Which, dude, she had the suspenders on. And... Yeah, no, she no. I, again, she was she was she was you know working it. But I'm... most of the rest of the movie, she didn't. She wasn't dressed like that. I mean, she was still. Anyway, same point to all of them. I I highly doubt any teenage boy would really think, oh yeah, you're you look like a brother, and you're my brother. No, sorry. Mm, yeah, <laughs> Lori was Lori was. Very... I think a better issue to deal with with this movie is the fact that it starts off with the opening credits and you're seeing somebody write this letter and you see them carry it. It's all close, tight shots on their hands and on their waist and you never see their face. So it's obviously meant to be a mystery, right? And she, you know it's a she because you tell by the hands and the handwriting and then mm-hmm. she takes it and puts it in this locker and then uh, cut to Michael running up to his locker, opens it up, how he finds that letter and that big pile <laughs> of crap, I have no idea. And so then he dumps it all in the garbage can and you know, he gets oh, a, a letter jumps out. Oh, look, a letter. Uh, yes, oh, and my latest Playboy. Yes. Oh, yes, that he had in his, <laughs> his locker. And and so when they're walking together in the next scene, they show her hands in front of her. Now, you had seen the book she was the, that the secret admirer was carrying. You saw the red folder. The first shot that they show, you could see her, her in the same colored skirt 
holding the folder <laughs> with the book. Now, don't get me wrong. I don't think this is meant to be a great mystery, but here's the thing. They obviously were trying to hide it somewhat because if you pay attention, when they cut to a different angle and then they cut back, her book is turned around and she's holding a blue folder. So it was like they were trying to hide it and they realized, oh, crap. Do we hide it in the last shot? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, there is no mystery whatsoever. You have to watch. You watch this movie for ten minutes. You get through the credits, and you realize all along it was Lori Laughlin's character Tony who really wrote him that letter. But yeah. I think to some extent, the rest of the movie might not have worked if you didn't know all of that, because it goes from her to to Michael. Uh, played by C. Thomas Howell. Mm-hmm. He thinks Debbie wrote it, this hottie that he's in love with, who only dates college guys, which, by the way, is really the only difference between high school and college guys, that college guys all wear polos and smoke pipes. And, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yeah. Because <laughs> they had them smoking the wrong kind of pipe, if that was what they were going for. <laughs> and curl 115, three sets of 10. <laughs> Yeah, I love the classic 80s college guys, you know, the patched, uh, the uh, um, elbow patched blazers and the, <clears throat> yes, the turned up polo collars. But um, so anyway, I he thinks it's her and then she's trying to figure out who it is. And uh, Tony, who, you know, since she likes Michael, she's actually helping him. But then who is it? Who is it that discovers it first? It's. Oh, the parents? The mom. No, well, the brother, which, Michael's of course, was mom. Corey Haim. Well, the brother who was oh, co- yes. played by Corey Haim in one of his first roles. He, yeah, he looked like 10 in this. Yeah, well, he looked like 10, like, up until about, you know, 15 years before he passed away. And he, yeah, he's stealing his brother's money and, and whatnot while Michael's sleeping. He's his younger brother, and he, he takes the letter, and he's reading it, you know, and getting, you know, I guess... Which and yeah. that's the other thing. Everybody acted like this letter was so magical. And I'm wrong. I'm sure it was beautiful, beautifully written. But it wasn't you, that good. <laughs> you, you would have thought it was like this magical elixir that just caused everyone to be like aroused. Like it was this, you know, <laughs> yeah. Spanish fly of letters. Like it. <laughs> it was the horn dog letter. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, I don't everybody... know why, but I'm suddenly very horny. I'm going to hump this table. It made him angry. Cause... Yes, or that. Because uh, first it's Corey Haim discovers it. He kind of steals it. Like, I don't know what he's doing with it because it's not, you know, what he has for it other than just being a, uh, you know, a douchebag to his brother. He steals it. But then his mom sees it with no one around. Mm-hmm. She thinks dad is cheating on her. Mm-hmm. Stuffs it back into his book, which is where Corey Haim had hid it so mom wouldn't mm-hmm. see it. So dad picks up his book with letter in it, takes it to school because he's learning accounting and going to better himself and all his teacher needs to borrow his book. She gives it back to him immediately, never sees the letter. He sees the letter, thinks it's from her, hits on her. She, uh, oh, yeah, it, I, can't, it, I couldn't keep it all straight. Well, except I, I will say this. Everybody in this movie was horny as hell because the first <laughs> letter that pops up that was like four lines long, suddenly they're jumping into bed with somebody else. Well, they actually <laughs> never jump into bed. They came close. Yes, but no one ever actually did. Actually, if you think about it, nobody in this movie actually had sex. No, this is true. There was a lot of sexual tension, uh, mm-hmm. a little bit of nudity, um, and a lot of almosts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, interestingly, it was written and directed by David Greenwald, who went on to write Buffy the, you know, for the Buffy the Vampire, Vampire Slayer, I can say it, TV show, and yep. Angel as well. And I, you know, he's a great writer, and I actually think that I, 
I'm pretty sure he was trying to infuse this with some level of kind of, you know, a, a little bit of a Shakespearean. Like we, we got some feedback earlier and uh, just just to say real quick, Doug, Tom, uh, Phil, thank you very much. Um, we, we got your feedback. We're going to just comment because we're trying to kind of kind of do some things here, kind of mix things around. So uh, but but Tom made the point that it was like a comedy of errors. And I think I agree with that. And I also saw a definite like kind of Cyrano de Bergerac aspect as well. Yeah, and definitely, especially when I keep wanting to call her boof, you know, because it, it just feels right Cause with her. Because like, bo- it sounds like boobs? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you're not talking about Kelly Preston? Oh, you're talking about no. Larry Laughlin. Sorry. No, I'm not talking about boobs. I mean Kelly Preston. No, I mean Tony um, because she tries to help. But, man, you know, taking it to another level because Tony was willing to take one for the team quite literally from Steve at one point when – uh, uh, Michael is in the car, the, f- the first, you know, nude scene, which I'll talk about now, when he, Kelly Preston's character, Deborah, thinks that Michael wrote the letter. She's all in love with him because they were so romantic and she didn't realize how deeply he felt. And forget that jock Steve, her college boy. She wants Michael now. So they go to Lover's Point, you know, wherever this, you know, it's the typical, stereotypical dark um, cliff overlooking Los Angeles. And she gets naked from the waist up and they're making out. Well, Steve comes in to kick some ass mm-hmm. and that's when who, of course, Tony's kind of keeping a tabs on this whole thing. She sees Steve coming and realizes the only way to stop him from going and finding and killing Michael is for her to throw herself at Steve and go back to his place with him. He promptly takes because she takes his hand, puts it right on her chest and says, can't you feel my heart beating? And Steve's like, yeah, I'm good. Let's yep. go. Yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to get into those Jordash jeans, <laughs> said Steve. Yeah, and then of course there's always the there was that weird moment, which I remember now seeing it, when, you know, she takes um Steve takes her back to his really trashed up dorm room. You know what and, it reminded me of? Remember Rocky the original Rocky when Rocky takes Adrian to his apartment? Yeah. It's what it looked like. I'm wondering if that was meant to be a reference because he's got like the undershirt on. That's all he's got, and it looked yeah. just like Rocky's apartment. Yeah, it did. It was old, you know, ghettoy, trashy. You know, like it would just been a guy living there forever um, by himself. And she kind of plays along, plays coy, and then she excuses herself to the bathroom. And he has this kind of this weird moment where he says, "I don't think we should do it." You know, I have. Fe- did that feel weird to you? It did, but it didn't, because that was another point that Tom had brought up. I, I honestly, that didn't bother me, because I, I, knowing how Greenwald, as a writer with Buffy and everything, it's that whole playing against type thing. You figure this guy's mm. just a horn dog, he wants to get laid, that's all there is to him, but by adding that little element of him deciding that, no, he really does love Debbie, it does give him some depth and does take him beyond just being a stupid jock, uh, you know, sort of one-dimensional character. Yeah. So that actually, yes, I, I could see why... You would you would feel that way, but I think it, I know it was intentional. Like the way it played, didn't, yeah. didn't feel sudden or like there was anything missing. I just think it was intentional on the part of the writers to have this guy go from you know what you you assumed about him. You know, although even in the end, he's like, and you know, I really love Debbie, and I can't do this, but you know, if you had your heart <laughs> set on it, <laughs> yeah, 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 I did throw in the little you know one liner at the end, but, yes, but in classic and it didn't take, twenty year old boy fashion. Yeah, it didn't take me out of the movie though, and. and it, Actually, surprisingly, nothing really did. I mean, I will give this. It was a very, very perfectly stereotyped 80s sex com. 
you nothing is a surprise but i actually thought there were some really funny moments and if this is kind of what you're looking for uh yeah if you want just a blast from the past to 80s teen genre comedy and i think what you never really kind of elaborated on the nude scene but i think all joking aside i get what you mean it's like the movie has a certain tone and yeah. even though it's kind of riding the line behind, you know, between being kind of a raunchy teen comedy, and it's like when that happens, it's kind of, I don't know, it, it, you, up to that point, you kind of feel like you're watching like this PG or PG thirteen kind of movie, and then all of a sudden, it's like booyah. Yeah, it kind of jolts you out of it. Like this, I guess part of it was because this builds up to be such. Uh, I mean, and you know, I hate saying typical because this is 1985, so there are going along this line based on the culture of the time and sort of what was what was popular and 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 other movies were get you know were um very successful with this formula but all of a sudden for it to be her now suddenly she goes nude it just felt it just kind of tore me out a little bit and and I thought it 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 messed up the rhythm like I would have been perfectly can I, fine Jason, can I just say something if she had just had Jason, a bra on Jason, and he went Jason, whoa mama Jason yeah I can't believe you took the bait. You just admitted on the podcast that that took you out of the freaking movie. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't take me out. It just kind of broke I was the there. I bit. want all the ladies in the audience to know something. <laughs> I was profoundly offended by the inclusion of Ms. Preston's nips. I felt that. It's... You know what I could tell, guys? I want, I want you all to know something right here and now. She was cold. I, that, poor, that poor Thomas Howboy, he could have lost an eye. I mean, it was like these, like, like number two erasers on the end of those things. And I mean, my God, the way he went down between them, I was getting ready for him to, to pull a Joe Piscopo and go, Bromsky. Hey, that motorboat had some, some sticks poking out. That was dangerous. No, no. <laughs> to be fair, on the flip side, C. Thomas Howell showed, I think, much more nipple in this movie than she did. Yeah, I could have done without that. So, yeah. Because <laughs> he had... What was it? He had like the open shirt the entire time, and it was very uh, much even... a product of the time, much like Ugh. Courtney Gaines' hair or um, Casey Jamasco's van or camo parachute pants. It reminded me of uh, the brother in Just One of the Guys. That same shirt, unbuttoned mm-hmm. all the way down yep. to the navel. It was the same, Billy, even kind Billy of Jacobi. plaid. Yes. Yeah. All balls itch. It's a fact. God, I love that movie. Uh, yes. Um, okay, so a couple of things I want to point out in this movie that I absolutely did love, aside from Kelly Preston's nipples. Um, oh, except that um, I would have preferred them to remain covered, ladies. Just let me sure I make sure you know that. Oh, it would have been. You don't think? Now, seriously. Aside, okay, forget it. I can't even believe I just said that. Seriously. <laughs> it really. It so, took. It took me out of the movie. You know why? Because <laughs> I had a huge bow. <laughs> no. You didn't think that that was a little disrupt. You didn't think that that kind of was a hitch in the ear. Son, like, whoa! <laughs> I just love the fact that you tried to explain it away. <laughs> I'm trying here because really, I felt <laughs> why. <laughs> oh. oh God! I don't know. I just uh, it did. It it was mm. the story was was. Romping right along. It was, it was going along. It was, it was so it profound. Was... It was, you know what? At that point, I really felt like I was watching <laughs> a treatise on feminist ideals and principles in 1985. And I'm thinking, wow, this movie's really breaking new sociological ground. And then all of a sudden, there's Kelly Preston's tits. I'm like, how does it even happen? <laughs> you know what it is? You know what it is? I'm watching it thinking, 
God dang it, why don't I remember this scene from 1985? <laughs> Probably because right about the moment that it happened, your eyes were rolling back in your head and you were, oh. <laughs> I had a seizure. I was, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> that actually no. wasn't where I was going with that, but I figured masturbation jokes might be taken too hard. No. <laughs> That's, uh, do they have an NC-17 NC rating? No. no. <sighs> I'm now going to describe Jason's first viewing at the tender age of 15 of Secret Admirer. Hmm. I wonder what's on HBO. What the hell is this? <laughs> Okay, I just spit. <laughs> no, Mom, I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> We're so wrong. What? No. Well, uh... Uh... <laughs> Although, I got to say, mm-hmm. um, even the moms in this, you know, pulled off the sultriness mm. when they came to their hot scenes. It didn't feel weird, kind of like it did with the, uh, the teacher in 3 O'Clock High. This this. That was pulled off fairly well. Well, because, number one, they were actually with men their age as opposed to, say, a 16-year-old yeah. boy, which is what they were. Well, I guess he was supposed to be, like, 18, right? In 3 o'clock high? Yeah. See, yeah. Which yeah. brings me to Casey. Which brings me to Casey. Yes. Uh, Casey Casey's at the back. Yes. Yes. Uh, he played Roger in this, mm-hmm. and this was uh, – he was very young in this. Actually, was this, what, two years before 3 o'clock high? Yes, and uh, Young Guns as well, yes. Right. And mm-hmm. then those, I think he played more of a man-child, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean he was more like borderline. Us. Basically, he adults. was us. Yes. <laughs> so, But in this, he was much more of a straight-up teenager character. Mm-hmm. He was actually, to me, one of the funniest things in this movie. Yeah, he was pretty good. He was really good. He plays kind of the, uh, the guy with the van and uh, always trying to kind of be the buddy, um, wearing the, the red beret and camo pants and... You know the anti culture in this, um, but I thought he played the character very well, and it was really, it was really funny. Well, um, and the I, rest I, of this gang, you know, they were just stand-ins. And, <laughs> and I wonder if anyone else who knows you who's seen this movie had the exact same reaction that I did, which was the guy with the hat that was kind of foo foo snooty about everything. Oh yeah. And when they were getting beers and typical boy foods out of their uh, out of the mom's ki- you know refrigerator, raiding the refrigerator, whatnot, he stops and goes. You have any brie? First thought I had was, I bet you that was Jason as a teenager. <laughs> I did actually have a, a fedora hat like that. And an, so. You wore like an ascot, and you asked <laughs> if your friends had any brie. And I read the financials out of Playboy y- about yes. where the euro... I, I really read it for the economy. articles. <laughs> so i got to tell you a quick story about my dad and Playboy. So I'm like 12 years old. And he, he and my mom have, have, you know, hence gone their separate ways. And I'm at it, at his, quote-unquote, bachelor pad. Um, he didn't actually call it that, but I do because it's funny. And <laughs> I remember being in his room, and he had, like, this stack of, like, magazines. Popular Science, Scientific American, et cetera, et cetera. You know, the, the oh, look at me. I'm really smart because my dad actually is. But not so smart to not have his Playboys in a slightly better hiding place than under three issues of Popular Science. <laughs> <laughs> so there I am, 12 or so years old, scattered all over his bed, broad daylight, just looking through him. And, okay, <clears throat> I now give you my impression of my father's parenting skills. Enter dad. Um, go, uh, what the hell are you doing? I found these magazines. What's this? Um, yeah, um, I, 
yeah, those are those are dad's magazines. Um, let me let me just sit here next to you, son. And he some it just occurred to me he's the freaking dad from American Pie, and he, <laughs> he sits down and he and he opens it up. He says, "No, obviously there are pictures in here of women, but there are really great articles, <laughs> and there's some very funny jokes. Let me read you some." Oh no! Are you serious? As are you a making this heart up? attack. <laughs> And so, and as we know, the jokes are almost as bad. Yes. <laughs> and maybe more so. And, and I'll never forget him sitting there, like holding it up, trying to read to me. It was like, it was like bedtime. So my bedtime, you know, my dad would read me Playboy. Uh, can your dad adopt me? <laughs> it's, it's a little late now, my friend. <clears throat> Cause I'm quite sure that if I was on the bed with his collection of Playboys spewed out and he Whoa, walked in what, on me, what, what were you doing on him? Huh? You said sp- what? Be- what? What? I didn't say that. Okay. <laughs> splayed out. A splayed. Oh, that may not be better. That <laughs> new vocab, my friend. New new if vocab. I was, if I got into whoa, see, the... uh, mm, it's just not working, is it? No. <laughs> um, uh, I'm pretty sure that at that point there would have been a belt involved. Really? So <laughs> yeah. did, would he like? Would your he like, dad sits down and reads them with you? Would he like as he was beating you, scream out like the power of Christ compels you? <laughs> You're a sinful boy for looking at daddy's smut. <laughs> See, my he, my dad was much better at hiding them because I had to find the hidden magical key that went to the <laughs> hidden magical cabinet that was in the garage that nobody knew what was in. Yeah. And then, only then, once you've opened the treasure chest, then you can find what's in there. And like when you but open you it, was it like the, was it like opening the briefcase in Pulp Fiction? Like the light <laughs> would hit you. This daddy's porn. No, it was a little bit more like opening the Ark of the Covenant. (laughs) This is the Forgotten Flicks confessional hour. (laughs) I guess so. (laughs) And then there was the time that I thought at like 14 or 15 years old, back when the days when pay-per-view was like a big deal. Remember, we've talked about our scramble channel thing. Mm -hmm. And I I got this this momentary idea that there was a movie available called Easy Riders. Not Easy Rider. (laughs) Easy Riders. Hey, there were probably still motorcycles it, involved. There, were, in fact, were motorcycles in it. Uh, see, and I figured I had this whole thing calculated; I could play it off. So I pay per viewed it, and oh, time went by. Bill you shows were up. Going to say, I told my dad. Oh, I thought it was dad. I told. Yeah, I meant to tell you. I totally thought it was because you knew at that point I was like big into movies, mm-hmm. and even at like fourteen years old, I knew about the Hopper and and Fonda films. So I was like, I, I thought it was that one old hippie movie <laughs> that I always wanted to see. That and he's like, look at me like. My dad sighed a lot. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Joel. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Great. It was only twenty nine ninety five, and I watched like a whole 18.2 seconds of it. <laughs> as soon as I realized what it was, I turned it off. <laughs> I swear. Well, yeah. Uh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the good thing is this, this episode will not need the explicit tag. That's the good thing. No, no, we both have boys, so we are both now damning ourselves no, to this kind wor- of. <laughs> the worst part is, dude, you also have girls. See that that makes it because I know what teenage boys are like, and so do you. And it's like that. I w- uh, I don't think I can handle yeah, it. That makes it worse. Yeah, yeah, it makes. It I worse. get Although why that's... Tony Danza was the way he was with Samantha. I get it. I <laughs> yeah, get but it. at least he was a boxer. I mean, I'm like, 
100 yeah. pounds soaking wet. Yeah. So Why I got to play off the crazy with guns thing. Yeah. I can't pull off the Tony you can do the crazy with, I can see you doing the crazy with guns. We did get you one of those hats that's like the uh, the Daryl, my other brother Daryl hats, like with the flaps that hang. What are those hats called? You know what I'm talking oh, about? Like you're, yes. you're, out snow, you're like, you know, like snow plowing. Like Canadian Nanook hat. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then get you one of those <laughs> and like some kind of hunting rifle. And, and no shirt. clean it. And no shirt. And no, just, no, I've got to wear like a, I've got to wear like a tank top. With or grease, yeah, like a white beater with like grease all over it. And, yeah. and it stains that could in fact be dried blood. We're not quite sure. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Yes, I will. I will in fact be pretending to be crazy. Um, pretending, And huh? maybe have an, yeah, <laughs> as hard as I can, I promise. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially watching movies like this because then it throws you back to when you're a teenager thinking, there's no romance in this movie. This is well, okay. Really well, okay, just, well, I will correct uh, you because this is the last thing I want to address about this movie before we go into our picks, Jason. This is very important to me. There was romance. The way Kelly Preston handled that ice cream. Oh. The, okay, <laughs> it, that was ne- that was on purpose, right? There was no way in hell that was one of the scenes where they said, "Okay, just eat the ice cream, like it's ice cream." <laughs> And then, like, after it's, oh, my God, it looks like she's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think that was accidental. And, and to be, you know, com- completely fair. She, Kelly Press was, like, what, 24 she when this movie totally came out? totally legal. It's yeah, only I mean, marginally creepy. That is adult. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, but that was a really big scoop of ice cream to be eating. So that was, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> So many places I want to go with this. Okay. So on that note, Jay, you want to go into our movie picks? Yeah, I got you. Give me a minute to compose myself. <clears throat> to be fair. Sorry. Oh, yeah. That was appropriate. <laughs> Wait, what? To be fair, Tony was about to eat ice cream as well, and I was actually waiting I know. for that. What was that? What a tease. I'm like, she, she, like, she scoops, she pours... <laughs> Talk about sound effects. She takes the chocolate syrup and then starts to scoop the ice cream and then she starts to eat it and then the door rings. Yep. And Jason was uh, just getting ready to say. First, I'd like to butter your muffin. <laughs> Good stuff, my friend. Good stuff. So on stuff that note, eat. Jason, would you like to do our movie picks? <laughs> sure. Now I do. Yes, yeah, so, Jason, <laughs> as our movie was Secret Admirer from 1985, what was your pick, your movie pick? <laughs> so I could have I could have chosen, like, three others that we've done other shows on with Casey Smasco or Dee Wallace or uh, any number of people that we probably connect to, but I wanted to choose one that I don't recall talking about, um, but I chose it because an actor is in common and... I think there is kind of a romance element to it. Um, I actually chose Fred Ward. Mm-hmm. I chose Tremors. God, I thought you were going to say Henry and June. <laughs> no. Mm-hmm. No. No. I choose Tremors because Tremors was um, Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward played these two buddies. Uh, and Kevin Bacon is kind of the 
only goes for the blondes and you know and they come across this geologist that's out doing tests and he's like oh you will have blonde hair you will have legs that go all the way uh, and they get out there and she's this brunette kind of short and you know uh you know more average looking and um that's of course when the giant sandworms i actually thought she was rather cute but whatever i do too but they weren't the way (laughs) (laughs) but they weren't the way she was she didn't look the way he described I thought he was rather shallow. Mm. Oh, it, oh, and, and you, but you were very thankful she was clothed. Well, yeah, they got out there. You're like, oh, thank God, thank God they didn't resort to nudity in the scene. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, Tremors was a. I thought I actually really enjoyed. It. I know there were like three sequels to it, and I swear to God, I will not watch any of them because they're, I, uh, they're they're just horrible. I've seen clips of them pieces. Actually, but Tremors Two wasn't awful. I didn't hate it. Who did, did it have any of the same characters? Um, in it? Yes, uh, Michael Gross, and I was I think we even I don't remember if her character was in. It. I know Michael Gross was in it. Yeah, and Fred Ward I want to say was in it, but Kevin Bacon was not. And Reba McIntyre may not have been. I, off the top of my head, I don't remember. And well, Michael Gross was from Facts. I mean, um, Family Family, uh, family ties. ties. Yeah, yeah, he was, Michael J. Fox, right? Yeah, Mike, Alex yeah. P. Keaton's dad. Yep, Stephen Keaton, and I want to say he was in all three. Has there been three or four of them? Was it three? I think there's a fourth. I can't. Right, hold on. Don't quote me on that. Time to cheat fourth. via IMDb. But I remember really liking the first one, and I think the effects were. I think the budget, was, of course, obviously the budget was much bigger for there's the first four. one. There were four, really. Yep. Ugh. Michael Gross is in all of them. Oh no, I'm sorry. He's in one, three, and four. And Fred Ward was in two. Hold on, let me see. If Michael Gross was in two as well. Yep, Michael Gross was in two. Okay. But that movie actually is pretty enjoyable for a creature feature. It's not too campy. It's you know just enough of the creatures, but not too much. Um, and, and I really like it because you mentioned it's got Michael Gross, it's got Reba McIntyre. The two of them play these kind of NRA um, fanatics who have their own like gun mill in their basement. The and elephant this is gun. The, yes, this is the apocalypse they've been waiting for like these are the two people you want to know when the zombie apocalypse comes because they're going to survive and probably be in charge yeah like there's no so, way in hell you <laughs> would acknowledge knowing them right now right but as soon as the world goes to shit yeah you're going to be like oh thank god house. well it's like the walking dead we've already said this for those who watch walking dead daryl that's who i want to be stuck yeah. with because daryl is yeah. just crazy enough but he's not like batshit crazy to where he's going to get you killed but he's also badass enough He's the survivor yeah. that mm-hmm. can protect, yep. and yeah, he's definitely mentally he will handle it all. Um, and it's kind of the same thing in Tremors with Michael Gross and Reba McIntyre, and and uh, and they're funny. Of course, Fred Ward actually plays. He's in this one. This is obviously only five years later, but in this one, I felt like he plays more of the old sage to Kevin Bacon's young buck. But in um, Secret Admirer, he kind of plays the older detective but he doesn't feel old sage he just feels like he's that no, he just pissed. i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have an aneurysm any moment <laughs> did you catch the, the, oh the no yeah was that an effect his, t- that his throbbing temple dude that was incredible i was like that's that real because they they showed him like reading a letter and at one point they show him watching with binoculars when he sees his wife and uh, uh michael's dad out at lover's leap and the zoom in on his face they actually play sound effect of the, yeah, the of, like heartbeat it's like yeah. And you see this little, not little, you see this giant vein on his temple just thump, thump. And his That's not his temple! (laughs) (laughs) 
Lucas, at that point, his daughter was naked down there. So whoa, that's kind of Whoa, whoa, whoa. Take it there, man. That is just so wrong. I'm talking about him being angry. You're oh, what? Temple? Yeah, I was talking about his temple. <laughs> uh, yeah, but anyway. I'm only half listening to you right now anyway. It's all right. I expected him to kill people in this movie, honestly. Um, Fred Ward. How and, awesome and would that Mark. have been if you just went like, on this killing spree? <laughs> well, he even said, I'm going to kill them both. I thought he was going to go completely psycho. and But, yeah, so it didn't go there. I was disappointed. But in Tremors, he was a little more... So Mellow. what you're admitting, Jason, is your pick for this week was the easy one. You, you did the, oh, I'm going to pick one of the stars. No, I actually love this movie. That's why I picked I it. I know, yeah, Tremors is awesome. Yeah, so. Well, my pick. Oh, so yours is going to be mm. oh, you'll, hard? You'll see. That's what she said. <laughs> yes, in fact, mine is connected to the cinematographer, Mr. Victor Kempla. And not only am I going to connect my pick to a J, <laughs> Checkmate, my friend. Check effing. I'm not going to make it that explicit. Mate. <laughs> okay? Let me explain why. Because Victor Kempler was also the DP on some other forgotten flicks, previous movie episodes that we've done, which would make them previous, uh, such as he was the DP <laughs> on Vacation. Really? Clue. Uh, I guess I am cheating, actually, at the moment. Hold on. Boop, 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 boop. Uh, I think that was it as far as what we've done. I know I've mentioned the movie Magic with Anthony Hopkins. He was the DP on that. Let's see here. Oh, The Jerk. We've mentioned that one before in our picks. Mm-hmm. Final Countdown. Xanadu. Huh? Oh, Xanadu. <laughs> yeah. Um, JFFL. Memo to self. <laughs> Love Xanadu. Really bothered by the Kelly Preston nudity. <laughs> yeah, let's see. You also did <laughs> Mr. Mom. Uh, uh, yep. Cloak and Dagger. Oh, P- wow. Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which will be an eventual episode. Uh-huh. Walk Like a Man. Remember that one with Howie Mandel? Um, Hot to Trot with Bobcat Goldthwaite. Yes, I do Dr. remember Morris. that one. Yep, that see, was actually See No fun. Evil, Hear No Evil with uh, Richard Pryor and Gene Wilder. Yep. Crazy People with Dudley Moore. Mm, nah. What? Yeah, you do. I showed you the preview for that. You thought it was hilarious. Crazy People? Is that? That's one, The Truth in Advertising. Oh, oh, yes, yes, yes. No, I'm sorry. I was thinking of, um, uh, no, you're, yeah, I know which one you're talking about. Oh, you're he goes of? to the Insane Asylum. Yes. And they, uh, they awesome. come up with ad agency yes. stuff. Yeah. Or is it Jaguars? Uh, for men who want to be seen with, or get for men who want to get hand jobs from beautiful women. <laughs> yes, yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Sony. Oh, yeah, Bony. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Volvo. Yes. Boxy, but they're good. <laughs> yes. Tommy Boy. Remember Tommy Boy? Uh huh. I do like that. And one. then he did Jingle All the Way, American yeah. Pie Presents Bandcamp, and Bring It On All or Nothing straight to video. So which, obviously, which may in, or may not have had good cinematography in them. Well, it probably had excellent cinematography. And actually, it was Kemper, not Kempler. My bad. Victor Kemper. So, yes, but the movie I am picking, my pick, in fact, is Dog Day Afternoon from 1975, which was a bit of a chance for me because did I pick that one before? I don't recall, but it's been, you know, it over been a year long or so. Time. It would have been a long time ago if I picked it. I don't think yeah. I did. And if I see, I don't think I did because it would have probably been Fright Night because Chris Sarandon is in right. it. 
Yeah, no, I don't think I picked it for around the Friday night. Game, uh, so. I don't think so. We yeah. should really take notes about this kind yeah. of shit. I swear. Yeah, well, we should, and we used to, but you know, I'm yeah, whatever. I'm lazy. <laughs> so yeah, so Dog Day Afternoon is actually, I believe, based on a true story of sorts, and it involves a bank heist, and Al Pacino. Uh, plays a guy who decides to rob this bank, and you don't really know exactly what his motives are other than just to rob it and get the money. He was a guy named Sonny, and his partner is Sal, played by John Cazal, who is uh, who is in The Godfather. And it also had Charles Durning in it, Chris Sarandon's in it. Um, it. It is a really, really, really great movie. It was one of the first, uh, Sidney Lumet directed it. Um, it was one of the first uh, movies that I had ever seen, directed by Sidney Lumet, who also did like 12 Angry Men and Network and... Oh, wow. uh, he actually just passed away uh, last year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it's a really, really, I would say it's kind of a dark comedy, even though it's not it's not a laugh out loud kind of movie. But as the movie progresses, you really kind of feel for Sonny because they it, it it's the whole idea of they get uh, stuck in the bank. It's surrounded by the coppers and they're trying to work out a deal to get out and they're bringing his family down. And it kind of becomes this whole kind of anti-authoritarian counterculture thing. If you ever heard that whole like Attica, Attica, yeah, yeah, yeah. they do that bit. And, you know, so Sonny ends up really eating up the attention and uh, spoiler alert for Dog Day Afternoon, but it's kind of a key element of this that I want to mention. So if you don't want to be spoiled, it's nothing major. You just It turns out that he's kind of robbing the place to get a sex change operation for his boyfriend, played by Chris Sarandon. So, uh, and he's married with kids. So it's kind of this, and it's based on a true story. So it's very weird, cool, like out there kind of movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Very, very entertaining. Highly recommend. Uh, Dog Day Afternoon from 1975. Wow. Um. That's actually pretty good, and I like Al Pacino. So, oh yeah, I don't yeah. Think I've seen definitely, it, but yeah I this to... is young. Yeah, this is right after Godfather. Al Pacino. So, I like I like that too, era. Yeah. of him. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one more connection before we move on, if I may. Oh, you may. I may. Um, there was one thing in this. I was watching this movie, and I, you know, I was paid attention to director and actors and and writer and and some of those things. Um, and then about I don't remember how far it was. It was towards the end of the movie. It's the point. At, actually, it's the end of the movie. It's the point which. Uh, Thomas C. Howell starts chasing down uh, Lori Loughlin's character who is leaving. She's going to live on a oh, yeah. what ship. What was up with for, that? A boat, yeah, what, she, a, a, was it, what do they call it? School on a boat or school abroad? She's going to be on this boat for a year. Dude, that boat was like... A school barely, afloat or something, school yeah. Afloat, yeah. It was like the boat was tiny. It was like a yacht. And there was, was a bunch like of a kids sail. on it. I'm like, they're going to live... All these people? God, they're going to get scurvy and go yeah. cannibal? <laughs> yes. But, of course, the idea is she's leaving for a year, and she has nothing to keep her here. And so he starts chasing her down, and he has to, to, to catch up to her. Well, there's music playing Yes. at that point. And I started listening. It's the point at which he starts running and chasing her. And I listen, and I'm like, that sounds really familiar. I've, I've heard that before. And so this is not written anywhere i did not look this up on imdb i actually did research to find this because i heard it i called my wife and i said listen to this without looking at the picture first of all is this something i can is this something i can look up on youtube like as soon as you say it um yeah you probably can okay um jan hammer did the music yes okay crockett's theme it is he that music actually plays Epcot out at Disney. It was. It's like one of the fountain shows plays Jan Hammer music, and there's another. Um, Jan As in Hammer like mommy, my, mommy, mommy Vice. As in Miami Vice. Yes. All right, hold on. I'm gonna play it. Here we go. Let's see if you're right. It's there's. You should be able to find Crockett's theme. Yep, with I like did. No Here we go. Sound. 
Is this it? It's it's a variation on that. It's like the bass is a lot lower. It's the same music. Though. I think like, you're right. Listen. Yeah, I think you're right. God, this guy's look douchey. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Just the I love I, I love Don Johnson. I actually I remember I had one of those Don Johnson jackets with like the really Holy, ugly roll up the sleeves of like the... the really ugly shirts that you still wear. And <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to bring back a trend. I know you are. God bless you. And <laughs> and the boat shoes or deck shoes or whatever with no oh, socks. Yes, I had deck shoes. Yep. Oh yeah, buddy. And I wanted that Lamborghini or Ferrari they drove, whatever that thing was. Was mm-hmm. oh man, that was hot. I'm pretty sure though in Florida they passed a law after 1985 that if you were dressed like that, you were never allowed to own a Lamborghini. I think you're pretty much rested on site if you dress like that after 1990. Was that when it yeah, came? Yeah, well, yeah, because by 1990 you should be wearing like the color me bad. I want to sex you up, chin strap, <laughs> or the or the or the short uh, overalls with the one strap hanging down. <laughs> Marky Mark, boy. Yeah, <laughs> boy. <laughs> oh, that's I awful. I want to anyway. sex you up. Tick tock, you don't stop, stop. <laughs> With my chin strap, pop on my jock, jock, jock. You know what? Giving yourself a chin strap haircut down below, that could be a precarious business, my friends. Oh, who puts a razor blade anywhere? Whoa, there? whoa. I'm not I saying. Guess. I'm just saying, you know. Oh, maybe I'm just what saying. You did in the 90s, but. <laughs> I'm just saying. If it uh, needs anyway, a trim, if it needs a trim we all win. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> and did you see Jan Hammer's cameo in this? Uh, I did not. I did. Uh, you know, when, I did know it was Howell's? pronounced Jan Hammer. I thought his name was Jan Hammer. <laughs> no, um, you know when he's at the docks and see Thomas House looking and he's asking all these people, "Hey, where's the where's the the school afloat?" And the security guard says, "Well, uh, I don't know. Is it down?" And then he you know, mm-hmm. doesn't. He peels off and then he goes to the ship. Don't tell me that old dude's Jan Hammer. No, and the guy on the ship's like, "Yeah, the Swedish chef." Sorry, Sorry was, Peter. I just making a Scandinavian joke. That wasn't actually Jan Hammer. <laughs> oh, ho, ho. ooh, Peter. He's saying y'all look alike. No, y'all sound alike. Oh well, but, you know, look the same. Birk de birk, birk, birk. Yeah, the flutey, flutey, schooly, schooly. Don't. <laughs> and that was the last time Peter listened to the forgotten. <laughs> Boy, those guys are assholes. Flicks. <laughs> You're in the Kelly Preston tooty tooties. Gooty nipper nipper. Poking out. Daddy's poor new. Yet another celebrity that will never what? ever Dude, touch this show. <laughs> look, let me explain something to you. Soon after the Kelly Maroney interview, a, an edict out. went out. <laughs> Do not Does that go... mean everybody's fair game now? Can we stop holding back? Oh, please do. Let's start with George Lucas and his short Ewok-looking ass. Which means so. I need I, I need to have a talk with you because I've been thinking about something. You know, oh, you and God. I have been chatting about what's coming up for 2012, and we've got our We're show in list. 2012 and... now. Yes, I mean, but okay. for the rest of the year. Yes, yes, yes. And we've been talking about you know themed shows and some mm-hmm. of the movies we're going to do coming mm-hmm. up and. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna lay it out right here because I've been thinking about this for the last couple of episodes. I don't know when we got to find a place in the in the schedule. I think we actually have to do a a Star Wars centric episode because I think you've got a lot to say, and I think 
hold on, wait, hold on. I'm channeling my dad as I discover his playgirls. <laughs> I just read it for the dicks, Joel. <laughs> dad, why won't you return my phone calls? It was a joke. <laughs> It's a good thing your dad doesn't know how to use computers. Yeah, it really is, yes. <clears throat> a yeah. pod what? <laughs> Podcast. Pod racer. That's like that really awesome Star Wars movie you love. <laughs> <laughs> but we are going to have to do a Star Wars episode of, of some ilk. Mm. So, are we, we now? Mm. Yes. Mm. Must. Mm. We do. <laughs> Misa thinks that we got to do a Star Wars episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let, yeah. Let's let's start off with the movie where George Lucas thought it would be a good idea to put two massively offensive racial stereotypes. <laughs> Actually, I think we're going to do a prequel episode. Oh, I think that's all. We I am do. with the Trade of Federation. <laughs> Please ignore my Charlie Chan. Are you kidding me? Like no, nobody. There was no point. That someone on the set went, ooh, George, I know this probably sounded good during the script reading, maybe when you were writing it, but now that I'm actually hearing it, like, for reals, not so much. Actually, there was someone that said that. You know what the next thing out of, happened was? George said, banned from the ranch. Get the hell out of here. You're banned <laughs> from the ranch. Get off the ranch now. And you, and you, <laughs> and you know who that, that person was? Our Childhood. He killed him. Mm-hmm. He killed them all. <sighs> you better to wrap this puppy up. Indeed. Wrap it up now. So moving forward, we are, in fact, recording, Jason. You would be, mm-hmm. You haven't really gone into depth about this. Or do you want to just kind of like give them the heads up that we are, in fact, almost in real time? Yeah, we're trying not to live in this time warp thing again. And uh, we realize that some of the, hey, we're going to be recording on this date in a week and a half. If you call in by this date a week from now. Dude, it was like trying to explain a lost event. episode. It was getting ridiculous. Like, well, now we're recording Secret Admirer this Tuesday. It won't actually come out to next Wednesday. I'll gladly pay you Thursday for or Tuesday, whatever, for a hamburger today. Oh, and by yeah, the we way. Actually had a, we actually had a Carlton Cuse-esque uh, marker board uh, in our oh, yes. office. Yeah, now, okay, so this episode's coming out when? Now it's yeah. very simple. Uh, we record at Monday <laughs> or Tuesday, and that Wednesday, the episode goes out. And yes, we realize that doesn't give us a whole lot of wiggle room. It's an experiment that will probably fail miserably. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But as a result, we are streamlining things. Time. Yes, and as a yep. result, we are we're, streamlining. We're yeah, and, and, and figuring... Making it more explicit might be a good idea because there'll probably be a lot more cussing as we realize, oh my God, what are we doing? <laughs> that's another reason, you know, and we can we don't have to bleep and edit and all that yep, mess. But that's true. Um, yes, but the nice thing is this will be much more real time. You can watch the movie uh, very close up to the episode comes out. Uh, we will still put kind of a long list of episodes coming out uh, and when those uh, movies will be covered. So you can still kind of get ahead of the game by either purchasing the the um, DVD, VHS, LaserDisc, whatever it is you watch, and then you can follow along as we play. But uh, should be able to be a little bit more real. <laughs> Well, and on that note, Jason, since this is actually going out this Wednesday, so again, happy belated Valentine's Day to y'all. This Sunday, we can actually say this and it makes sense. Huh? Oh, my God. <laughs> Another reason this is weird. Doing... I told you I can't handle this. I know. I can't handle this. I know. So this Sunday, Jason, do you want to tell the folks what's happening on the old Twitter? Yes. This Sunday is the first ever Forgotten Flicks movie tweet-along 
All you need is a copy of the movie Flash Gordon from 1980. Yes, the one starring music from Queen and a Twitter account. Okay, what if all I have is a copy of my, my dad's copy of Flesh Gordon? Um, I actually highly recommend you tweet along as you're watching that. Yes. But please, please, folks. Is he, is he got a penis on his one. head? <laughs> don't tweet with one hand. Whoa. <laughs> There's more misspellings in this tweet than usual. Um, and at exactly 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, we will all simultaneously start our movie, and then uh, everyone watching will tweet along with their favorite bits of dialogue or what's happening in the movie. And yes. It'll be kind um, of like Rocky Horror kind of Picture Show for social media geeks. Yep, and people all over the world will be able to watch and comment and join in in the frivolity. So um, yes. check out, go to our uh, Facebook page, Forgotten Flicks Facebook page, and the invitation is there for more details. Um, or you can always check out the actual post uh, in our blog roll at ForgottenFlicks.com. But uh, uh, it's going to be a good time. For, it is Sunday the 19th. 19th, yep. yes. Sunday the 19th at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So get yep. on the interwebs and look up a time zone calculator. And it will, in fact, be busting my Flash Cherry because I've never seen yes. this movie. Yes. I can't believe you've never seen this movie. Now, um, I got to ask this before we get into it. Are you a Queen fan? Look, I'm telling you that one time when I picked him up, I thought, oh, you meant the band. Oh, he did not look like a woman. So don't even try and play that off. <laughs> I know. It actually looked like I Freddie Mercury. <laughs> it looked like Freddie Mercury. No, yes, I love Queen. Okay. So that will at least even. I was, if you I was using the Eddie Murphy. The I was movie. using the Eddie Murphy defense. <laughs> Hercules, Hercules, he's got a penis. <laughs> yeah, even if you absolutely hate the movie, the Queen music in this is fantastic. So, um, But I'm amazed you haven't seen this movie at all, so this will be And immediately following, an Jason and I are going to record that week's episode. So if I hate it, <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> we'll also pull in comments and tweets and some of the best... Uh, best stuff from all the listeners so that's going to be a fun episode so yeah that's so. coming up in just uh, a week yes this is the benefit of us doing this in actual real time i think yeah we don't have to think yeah, that helps yeah, god that helps so much <laughs> yes <sighs> we were thinking before yeah sure we were so jason on that note would you like to uh i guess uh -huh. we'll We'll, we'll we'll throw out our, our basic contact info and how people can connect with us, obviously, on the Twitters. I am Forgotten Flicks. Jason is yep. Flick Sidekick. Uh, don't forget to check us out on Facebook. We actually have two places. Um, we have our official Forgotten Flicks page, and then we also have a fan group, which we always toss out kind of what we're doing. We ask for feedback. Uh, some of the fans definitely help direct what we're doing. So um, go to Facebook and look up Forgotten Flicks fan page or the actual website page, actual show page. And our buddy and our buddy Kevin Batchelder from the Saturday B Movie Reel actually called in to remind everyone to go to that group page because he's pretty much convinced that there, there are more Forgotten Flicks listeners slash fans out there than the current 25. I uh, did want to burst his bubble to explain to him that at least two-thirds of those people are family and friends that really feel bad for us and never actually show up on the page. <laughs> no, kidding. they're just there to be listed for their pictures. That's yes. Guys, please, please go on the page. We look so <laughs> pathetic. 
Yeah, but in our defense, we do put a lot of cool stuff up there. So yes, indeed. We have yeah, well, so, do the, so do the people, the other movies. people in the group have put some fantastic. I think mean, Gail, for instance, thought it would be a really wise idea to put up, um, say, an interview with George Lucas acting like a douche clown, <laughs> an ass nugget. <sighs> Thanks, Gail. Okay. So where can they find – where can they send in their feedback and go to our website and all that mess? <laughs> uh, ForgottenFlix.com, I do believe. Uh-huh. And they can uh, contact us there. And uh, we've already mentioned the Twitter and the Facebooks. How can and, they email us? Um, so <laughs> <laughs> Blame <laughs> I don't uh, – you're requiring me to think again, Jason. Kelly Preston's <laughs> – Yeah, Kelly Preston's poops. That will be our response for everything. Kelly Preston's nipples? <laughs> no, it would be Joel at ForgottenFlix.com. Yes, or Jason at ForgottenFlix.com, or Feedback at ForgottenFlix.com. Take I've, your pick. I've actually created like 84 email accounts. <laughs> Just make up a word at ForgottenFlix.com. Yeah, I pretty much, yeah, I do. In fact, I think <laughs> make up a word at ForgottenFlix.com is one of the email addresses. Okay, well, on that note, Jay... <laughs> Any final words for the people, for the masses, for the... Oh, wait, oh, brr. don't forget Monster Mania for our boy Kevin Spencer. Yes, <laughs> he is going to be at the Monster Mania. I know it's in March. I want to say March 11th. I'm going to actually cheat. Talk for a second, Jason. Uh, la, la, dance, monkey, uh, dance. <laughs> yes, uh, and before you get to that, I just also want to thank uh, JV. We found at jvmail.com, does our spoiler alerts. Um, Kevin Batchelder of Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV for all his fantastic guidance and direction. And, of course, Kevin Spencer at inkspatters.com, who will also be at... Monster Mania, March 9th through 11th. They're going to have some other kind of, like, people you probably never heard of, like Robert England and Clive Barker and Anthony Michael Hall, like people like that. It's like, who the hell cares? Kevin Spencer's going to be there with his art for you to buy. So yep, buy it. It's pretty badass, in, by the way. Yes, which is freaking phenomenal. And that is in Cherry Hill, New Jersey. So many places I could go with the cherry thing. But I'm not going to because Snooki? it's the end of the show. Is that where Snooki's from? Is I that... believe so. Wow, Kevin, no. really? Really? Kevin? Hanging, <laughs> hanging out with those peeps, huh? Probably say I've never watched an episode of that godforsaken show. Ugh. Anyway. I'm, me too. I'm keeping my record clean. Yeah, except you're watching Full House instead. Okay, so on that note, Jay, any final words? <laughs> yes, please just go check out the store and forgotflix.com because I need some new magazines. Whoa.